Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's go hour number two on a Tuesday. It is very, very simple for U.S. soccer. It is not draw and advance. It is win and advance. They have to get the win to get into the knockout stage. We'll be talking some football, but we'll also be paying attention to some football this hour. So here we go. Chad and Zay on a Tuesday. I'm Chad Hastings. Isaiah Collier alongside and joining us in studio. He'll be slightly... Slightly distracted, but he will still try to focus. He is Jeff Ward, jeffwardshow.com. It's posted each weekday at Jeff Ward Show on Twitter. He is also a big soccer fan, so he's going to be paying attention. How are you? Oh, we got an hour and 20 minutes before there's a goal, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Here's all I need from you, Jeff Ward. Know, you're going to get the goal call, right? We've, the we've, Andres Cantor goal call. We have set the we have set this up where I can't see the game and you can. I'd be at St. David's by the end of that call. I just need whatever a Jeff Ward goal call yeah. sounds like. Okay. That's what I need when it all happens. Right. It's not going to happen in the next 20 minutes, but okay, <laughs> I'll be I'll be ready. Okay. You, uh, I, I, I like my chances. All right. So you know, let me say this: that I think for people that don't want to nerd out on soccer, that's fine. Where I don't think anyone should get a pass, and that is not appreciating the geopolitical storylines, not just of this game, but of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Okay, forget the soccer. The fact that more people are not bothered by the mere existence of this game in Qatar should be bothersome. FIFA, the governing body of world soccer, makes the IOC, the Olympic Committee, look like it's uh, the Girl Scouts. It is as corrupt as anything humanly possible. And what I don't think people should take a pass on is it's not that everyone knows FIFA's corrupt. The fact that these games are happening. You realize in Qatar, there's only 3 million people. They don't have any teams. They spent $220 billion dollars. Damn. This is the largest come-do-business-with-us, we're really nice guys, ad campaign the world has ever known. There's no reason for these stadiums. More than 5,000 migrant workers died building the stadiums. Mm-hmm. Okay? They have their human rights issues. Um, let's see. Let's talk. Can I be polite? It's awful. What, what, is, what should bother freedom-loving people is not that FIFA's corrupt. They are. But what has happened with the World Cup in Qatar, forget the Iranian part of this, Iranian part, um, is that freedom-loving countries could have put their foot down. You know, now they had stuck these players in this whole environment to say, well, I tried to wear a rainbow armband, but they wouldn't let me. Or I tried to say something. These countries, ours included, stuck a bunch of superstar athletes the Tom Brady's of the planet, in the middle of a political cesspool and expected them to answer for it. When all 
any freedom-loving country had to do was say, no, 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 come on. No, no, we're not doing that. No, no, we're not going there until things change. No, no, no. And they didn't. And now you got a bunch of athletes stuck in Qatar having to answer for it and getting in trouble for it. And the criticism, the lack of criticism. Now, this is not true. In Europe, there is a great deal of criticism. But it's, uh, it shouldn't be lost. All that stuff should not be lost. I mean, we can... You, know, you can say what you want about the NFL or the IOC, but the fact that FIFA being so corrupt was well known. The fact that countries signed off on this should bother people. Yeah, every because they they, no, they no. had the, they they could any one of them that owned the TV rights could have said all along the way. No, no, look, no, maybe a few decades from now, but we're not we're not doing that. That's a bad look. Why didn't they? Money, ah. I guess. I mean, I I don't know. Yeah. The, yeah. The fact that it's in Qatar is one level. The fact that it's in Qatar in November, in November. is a part of the right. story as well. It's the greatest sellout, sort of despicable sellout we've ever known. I uh, mean, It's huge. You're right. I don't think people realize they don't have any teams. There's no reason for these stadiums. They, yeah, they didn't there's, have... There's nothing going on after this. They got No one's going to be playing there. They didn't have the teams. Wow. And, th- and like you said, they didn't have the people to build all they the stuff. The they, so the, the, so they gave it was one, migrant they gave, workers They were that did migrant it. workers and they got one-way visas. It was essentially in mass indentured servitude. And they're dying. And the story that's hitting today is they're finally... One of the security folks that's running things in, in Qatar is saying four to 500 people is the number of those that died in you know work-related accidents. But like you're saying, there are reports well north yeah. of 500. And, and they've been going on for some time. I mean, yeah. this has been news around the world for some time. Um, look, in this country, in this city, if two people died building a scar- skyscraper downtown, that thing would be shut down by lunch. Right. They have thousands yeah. building stadiums of which there are no teams. Even if this dude's right, and it was only only four okay, to five hundred, yeah, yeah. that's it's, horrific. It's still outrageous. That's horrific. It's still outrageous, right? So sad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't that unbelievable? Two hundred twenty billion spent to put this thing on, and after we're done, what? Yeah, it's gonna just it's gonna be just <laughs> like the places we've seen in, in Russia Olympics, and yeah. other places, uh, right? With the Olympics, they'll a, leave it behind. There's a, there's a term for it. I never knew this before, but you know, I mean, I, we've all grown up in places where you think, ah, it's kind of a bad place, and oh, look, it's now. The grass is growing over the uh, the luge run or whatever. Yeah, it's called sport washing, Ugh. and it's uh, a term that sociologists had come up with. That it's sort of glossing over. This is the way to gloss over all of your problems. Yeah, like you, you and I uh, the other day when you were walking out of here, I remember asking you the question of why wouldn't they just why wouldn't you just go back and forth between like right. the U.S. and Paris, right. or London, or just get yourself a rotation. Like the you know, like the British Open does, or like the yeah. U.S. Open does right. in golf. Get yourself a rotation that makes sense of places where it makes sense, and yeah. go, yeah, and go play the World Cup, right? Where you don't have migrant workers dying, and there's an infrastructure, and there's a reason to have stadiums. I mean, yeah, uh, it's it's just a, a remarkable story that, again, FIFA's going to do what they're going to do. They they are scum. They haven't. They don't even pretend not to be the mafia. It's just that the freedom loving countries, especially the Euros didn't want to put a stop to this is is hypocritical at best well how about how about to the weird political story in the in this u.s match coming up my gosh if you if we believe the players the coaches and players say they had no clue that the u.s soccer federation was going to doctor up the digital image (sighs) and and then they have to answer for it yeah i I, I, yeah i think that's pretty fascinating and again i think you know look i think what is unfair and I think we, on a much smaller scale, less important scale, we deal with it in this country, and that is expecting an athlete who really just wants, as Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan just, I just want to play. 
Um, you've stuck people in the most hot button issue and issues of our lives. I mean, these aren't, oh, you're going to comment about, uh, you know, whether you've done a, a good Nike deal or not. I mean, we're talking about life and death here. We're talking about... Uh, this isn't NIL yeah, discussions. this isn't NIL right. discussions. This is... It's remarkable. So I think it's a little unfair. Again, I think freedom-loving countries have put these athletes, these superstar athletes, in a bad spot that they're having to answer for, um, you know, geopolitical issues that that are well beyond them. Um, they just want to play and make their money and be superstars. That said, the uh, the Iranian story is pretty remarkable. They go into this game with the threat of death. The players, you mean? Yeah, yeah. and their families. Because in their first game, they chose not to sing their national anthem. Oh, yeah. And they did it on purpose. <sighs> they purposely closed their lips... Which I thought was, you know, we hear we talk about kneeling and stuff like that. Imagine what those guys did. Right. You know, imagine what they did, the stance that they took that very people, very few people even noticed. And now they were told, and I don't know if they sang or not, but they were told, you don't play along, your families die. Mm. And that's not just me saying that and joking around. That's widely reported now that they have been threatened that if they don't Jeez. sing the national anthem. How do you focus on playing the sports yeah, exactly. for your country? Exactly. Yeah. When you've got I mean, that going on. And then you got the, the you know that side of it, which is pretty admirable. I mean, that's, again, we're not talking NIL. We're talking about they chose collectively along with their coach to not sing knowing what was going to come with it. Mm-hmm. And it was fierce blowback. Yeah. And then you had... The U.S. Soccer Federation allegedly doctoring, doctoring the flag to piss them off. Right. Then, of course, somebody had to know, well, what, what happens when we trot the players and the coach in for the most anticipated news conference of the, the most geopolitical fight of this, of this World Cup. Yeah, they're I mean, not going. They're I mean, not going to ask you about set pieces. Yeah, they're not gonna, yeah exactly. They're not going to ask you about uh, how's your hamstring at this point. <laughs> <No>. So, <laughs> I mean, I just I find it remarkable that they didn't think that was going to come up. And then, of course, they've dismissed it, except for a guy. And I tweeted about this today. It is, it is a master class in how to handle a difficult interview. This kid, and he's a twenty-something, Tyler Adams, who is a fantastic player for the U.S. He's their captain, so he goes in there. This is a young guy. He's like 21. And he's a caught, I mean, essentially just, I say this, verbally attacked by Iranian, Iranian, and they made him correct the way he said it, reporter, whatever that means, right? Mm-hmm. And who starts grilling him about, what about race issues? What about, uh, you're not even saying our country's name right? And really gets on him. And this kid calmly and respectfully handled it perfectly. I tweeted out today, I go, find anyone it would have handled this any better. He said, I apologize. Let me, let me say it again. And he said it correctly. Hmm. Then he calmly said, listen, yeah, let me talk to you about race issues. Boom, he nailed it. Hit it out of the park. I mean, just met it head on. It was as respectful and as smart as anyone could be. It was a remarkable two and a half minutes. Because wow. that, report, that reporter was yeah. looking for a fight. Captain I mean, a, a, a worldwide fight. That wasn't just going to be one of these things where, you know, it's Nick Saban snapping at someone. We're talking about the real thing. Yeah, he here. wanted to start a firestorm. He wanted to start a firestorm. Yeah. And he was looking for it. And this kid was just masterful. He's really impressive. I mean, he is, he's a great player anyway. Yeah. Plays in England. But... He is getting world praise for how he handled that. And I think 
the praise here we have a 20, 21 or 22-year-old did what no government officials could do. He right. met that he met that head on. He apologized and just basically just turned that antagonist completely around and did it respectfully. Yeah, it's, so if people haven't seen it, you got to watch it because um, it's it's looking for a fight, obviously. Right. And you're thinking, oh man, poor kid, what's he gonna do? That's crazy. So crushed it. So deep down, then deep down, does your soccer fandom tell you this U.S. team is good enough to keep going, or do yeah. you think that it's yeah. is oh, it yeah. over today? I know nothing about the Iranians. Um, I don't. I don't know anybody that does. How how do you, right? Yeah, it's true. How would so, you find out? Yeah. <laughs> Good luck to you. Yeah. You're a Navy SEAL or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh. The U.S., you know, it's – did I say this last time that they're a little bit like, if you have to find comparisons, it's, um, it's like the trees, the local trees, our team. They're super fast. Right. Super skillful. And they get running at you. They got their hairs on fire and you can't keep up with them. They, um, their game against England, England had no answer. They can't keep up with these kids. They were outplayed in a lot of big portions of the field. But sort of like dribbling a lot in basketball, sooner or later you got to have a big dude that puts it in. That's what we don't have. Yeah, don't have the size, yeah. don't That's have the physicality skill, if they need it. Yeah, ton of skill, ton of quickness. I mean, the fastest guys around. Um, but once you get it down in that goal mouth, there's a big difference between scores, finishers, and American players. American players are slick. These kids are quick, and they're playing in the best leagues in the world. They look like a million bucks, but sooner or later, you got to score, right? Yeah, and that's that, 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 that's just a problem. That's just a that is a American soccer problem. We don't really create those kind of players. And a lot of people around hmm. the world would say you don't create scores. They're just kind of born. We just don't have that. Hmm. There's a lot. I mean, nobody would want to run up and down with the Americans, even the English. They they were sick of it. They want to know part of it, but. What we don't have is that guy that just knocks it in. Who was the last good one USA had? I mean, probably Landon Donovan yeah, was a scorer. Was, was kind of a nap, but he's small too. I mean, that's another thing. It's sort of like when I watch. Uh, when I was telling you about um, Austin FC, is that they're just, they're you got to have a big body down there. It's no different than than basketball. So you know, you got to have a big body down there that that knocks people around and just scores. Yeah, I don't know near enough about it. Pardon me if this is a silly question. Between Donovan and now, is it? Was Freddie Adu between there? Is he a guy oh that was gosh. a big scorer? I know the name. Was he a scorer? No. <laughs> did you get that on your phone? <laughs> no, I'm just asking a question. It's the only other name that popped I, in my I, head. I, I don't know what he did. I'd be honest. He was just known for dating celebrities. Is that right? Okay, so yeah, he, he wasn't like a massive. Okay. All right, that's fair. Again, I told you. I'm, yeah. No, I mean, it's uh, there's a there, all these all these guys are playing around the world. They're playing in big time leagues. This is the best generation of young American soccer players. But if you watch the game, even the Brits would say, and they'd say, "Look, you know what you don't have." You know, the big body guy is just going to score. Yeah. And that's just, um, you know, it's just a, it's, that's a different animal altogether. Yeah. So it's just a, a natural goal yeah. scores. It's like sort of natural scores in basketball. I mean, we all know it is this guy. You go, man, how does he keep doing that? How does he keep finishing like that? And that's, kind of, that's, that's what's frustrating to people who follow soccer is to watch how good they are kind of up and down the field. And you go, ah, this sort of ends. Mm-hmm. Meh. Yeah. Jeff, people on the Specs text line said they did sing. Everybody. Oh, they did? The Iranians? Yes. Mm, okay. Uh, well, poor guys. Got to make a decision at that point. <sighs> I mean, how about that? How about yeah. that? You're walking out of the field, all you want to do is play. It's the best chance of your life. And what do you have to think about? 
Well, your family's going to get killed. Right. Jeez. That comes down to a pretty simple decision. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? I, I mean, mean, right. I mean, nobody can. I'm singing like Mariah Carey, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Ugh. Poor guys. Yeah, but they knew they they knew it was coming. I mean, yeah. they knew they when they first didn't sing, they had to know the blowback was coming. Well, and that's why you got to be so careful. We talked about it earlier. This sport is so worldwide; it's so important. You need to know those things going in. Whether you, to me, whether you are the is it Iranian? Did I get that right? No, that he was Iranian. Corrected. It was Iranian. No. Iranian. Okay, and then, and then it, he was corrected. I mean, the reporter came walking up, just looking for a so fight. Iran is how Iran. they. Okay, so and he, and he politely said. With all due respect, I'll, I'll say it again. Okay. And he did. And the guy was like, oh. So what, whether you are an Iranian player that probably just needs to sing your national anthem to yeah. keep your family alive, or yeah. you're an American Soccer Federation person that probably needs to just do your digital job <laughs> and step out of the way and not become a part of it, I think both sides yeah. probably need to know, like, yeah. hey, let's figure out what matters and what doesn't matter and move on. we got to yeah. get through this. Yeah. You're in a dangerous place here. Yeah. I mean, let me ask you this. Um do you think it was some people are praying? I saw the Independent, which is a British tabloid today, had praised whoever did this on the American side. For people that don't know, when when the stats or the or the logos were posted, we purposefully doctored the Iranian flag. Yes. Right, we, we removed left. removed the symbol from the we, middle of the yeah, flag. We removed the symbol, right. and so it didn't take long for it to be. For people to figure it out. No. What if they displayed the flag, our, our flag, without the stars yeah, on it? Or upside down or something. Right. It, people wonder, notice. I don't know. How many Americans wouldn't notice? I don't know. That's what, that's what bothers me, that question. I don't know. <laughs> like, how many people here wouldn't even know? <laughs> Come the, on. What do you mean? We've got the I, Chilean flag. Uh, I think they right? might know. Huh? Yeah, I think they would know. But, um, all right, so you don't find righteousness in that, in the initial move? Yes or no? <sighs> Or is it petty? Is it dangerous? What's your take on that? I think it's all three. Yeah, it's definitely petty. I mean, it's all three. If you, think you, it's, you think it's petty? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I kind of—I'd give you credit but, in but a way petty, for all of it. But, but, wait, wait, but petty in this case? I mean, this isn't arrogant. petty. This is this is dangerous. Arrogant, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. That's where I—I I would go to the do your job. This is an international sporting event that for years has put teams together that don't agree on everything. You got to get through this. Yeah. And most importantly, we cannot put our players in danger. We can, we've got to be thinking of our guys. That's the part of it they may not have done. You're going to put Polisic and you mentioned Adams and all these. Yeah. You're yeah. going to put them through that? Yeah. From how many miles away are you, the soccer federation yeah. saying, yeah. I'm going to doctor the picture yeah. because this is what's right. Right. It's Some like, digital producer in come on. LA thought, yeah. ah, I'll show the world. It's and like, then there you go. These guys. I wonder that too. Um, so would you be okay with it if they knew it had happened before they went out from the news conference? Because these aren't news conferences where a bunch of Longhorn fans are watching. This is the entire world now watching to see how the red, white, and blue reacts to what a lot of people view as a, a punch in the nose. Do you think it was? Do you think they should have cleared it with the players or let them know? Do you think the players? They said they had no clue, but do you believe them? Um, if, if I'm. Yeah. T- yeah, I, I, I do too. I, I mean, yeah. they're just so far disconnected where they are right now. What a bad spot. Yeah, I'd believe it unless those guys are just that good actors. They they seemed very taken aback, and it was like, look, we're just trying to focus on this game. That wasn't us. We didn't have anything to do with that. And if you're telling me the captain reacted the way he did, it sounds like he took a very classy route. Yeah, because the— Which great, maybe he wouldn't have if, he, if he'd known. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. No, he's a, he's a classy kid. Um, but 
Greg Burhalter, who's the coach, was a little snippy about it. I found he was far more snippy than the players. I found mm. the players were really respectful and, and pretty subdued. But he was, I know nothing about that. I don't do that stuff. He was he he was irritated. And I yeah. think he was irritated because I think he wanted to talk about I mean, imagine imagine sure. Nick Saban being asked about I don't know, geopolitics. He'd bite your head off. Yeah, asked about yeah. state politics yeah. or something happened in Alabama. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. a big Yeah, right. No, it's So, <laughs> I mean, he was the coach was a little snippy, and I don't know if I can blame him. I mean, he's thinking, "Ah, oh, man, I, we just want to be soccer players." Yeah. That's by, all we want to do. By it's the zero at 24 minutes. 25th in. minute, no score right battle. now with the US. The battle. And Iran. I make sure to say that correctly. All right, that's Jeff Ward. JeffWardShow.com. It's posted each weekday for you at Jeff Ward Show on Twitter. Yeah, we got a little soccer political today. Good I to know, see you, sir. No, it was right. I mean, I don't know how you can avoid the politics hey, of this. That's why we like talking to you. It uh, it does get real. Sometimes it gets real real fast. We appreciate it. You bet. Uh, that is Jeff Ward coming up. It is real in the high school football playoffs when you get to that quarterfinal round. Vandergriff and Dripping Springs coming up. We'll talk about one of the key matchups in that game game get you an all flex team update as well and we've got to get into some of this coaching stuff today do y'all realize hugh freeze is the new coach at auburn i'm still trying to work that one out in my head we'll get to that too also zay's got where we at in society coming up don't move it's the horn the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Everyone knows that Pluckers is not only the best place for chicken wings in Austin, but also the best place to watch football. When USA Today names you one of the top ten wing restaurants in America, you tend to be very busy. Our friends at Pluckers understand that no one wants to wait in line to get a table, so download the Pluckers Club app and virtually save your place in line. Prefer to eat Pluckers at your home? Pluckers offers online ordering for pickup and delivery through DoorDash. Visit Pluckers.com for details. You know what they say at Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. All right, this is Chad. Let's talk a little underdog fantasy. Once again, the easiest place to play fantasy football. I've got to check out what they have for Cowboys and Colts. I haven't done it yet. I'm going to let it simmer during the week and see what they build up for these pick'em games. But there's got to be some good stuff there. Did you see those Colts last night? They looked awful at times. You're picking whether your favorite player will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for your chance to win big. I'm really hoping for like a Matt Ryan .5 interceptions. That's got to be a higher, right? Cowboys defense, get to him, ball goes up in the air you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game you just pick between two and five players to build the pick them entry get them all right and you win check out the rivals picks as well check out the pick insurance option which gets you a better chance to win look i say it all the time if i if this old man can get it on his phone and play for underdog fantasy you can do it too and if you sign up today with the promo code horn you get your first deposit doubled up to 100 dollars. visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store like i did and don't forget to register with my promo code horn to get your first deposit doubled up to 100 dollars. must be 18 or over and present in a state where where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. It's the fastest-growing fantasy app in the industry. It's Underdog Fantasy.
mercy. Woo! There was a day when you did not speak ill of Metallica. There was a day when no fans of Metallica had weird political discussions about this time of the band and that time of the band. This song, this era, whoo, the Four Horsemen from Metallica. Now this is some right in your veins, pure Metallica. No one argues about this Metallica. So this is the, if I went to go see Metallica in concert, they got to perform this song. Oh God, I hope so. I'd be if you and I are walking in and you say, "Chad, are they playing Four Horsemen?" My answer would be, "They better," and then I'd start swearing if they didn't. <laughs> yes, this is one of those songs that you absolutely love hearing. Four Horsemen, I believe, is your first record. That's a Kill 'Em All song, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so you're a big time metalhead. Let me ask you this question. Yes. Why are metal songs over five minutes long? <laughs> like, do we just have to hear? The guitar playing and just the intenseness okay, for so, three more minutes after the yelling. All right, so you've seen, I'm assuming, the Dave Dave Chappelle skit about what the electric guitar does to white people. It yes, is, with John Mayer, it's classic a ma- skit. It's a magical thing, okay? The electric guitar does things to us. And in some metal bands, Zay, they don't just have one of those guitar players. They have two of them. Uh, dangerous stuff. So if you have a double lead, you got to stretch things out a little bit to give them both their <laughs> moment. In the case of Metallica, James Hetfield is a guitar player. He's more your rhythm guy, but he's going to give you some stuff too. And then you got Kirk Hammett, the main guitar player. You got to give them both their time. They also had a badass bassist, rest in peace, Cliff Burton, who could do his own thing that we had to pay attention to. So it's just going to need to be five or six minutes long. Just, okay. It just kind of is. Yeah, because I got this hefty list of the songs <laughs> I play every day, and I always look at the end, and it's always like six minutes, 38 seconds, seven minutes, 15 seconds. I'm oh. like, damn, y'all need that much time to get out what y'all have to get out? They, right? they can get a little epic at times when it gets to the metal side. Now, on the, you know... On the, the the shorter side of things, one of the reasons I'm a big Motorhead fan, and they're in kind of in that hard rock metal you know vibe, but they've also got a little punk element to them. They average about two and a half, two and a half to three is probably the average of their songs. But with Metallica during that period, yeah, you're gonna get a little, you get some lengthy tracks. But uh, Four Horsemen's awesome. Metallica, Taylor Dane, and the Eagles. There's there's a Coachella they didn't have in the 80s. They should have, though. All right. Uh, Chad and Zay with you on this Tuesday. We will get you a little flex talk with high school football. But first, Zay, we have another update from the Longhorn football team and the transfer portal. It doesn't officially open till Monday, but stories are starting to come out about guys that are willing to let us know they're headed into the portal. Troy O'Meary was earlier and he tweeted that one out himself and now somebody texted us earlier hey guys did you see Andre Karich so did Karich let everybody know too yeah yeah he went on Twitter said the same thing uh he likes to thank Texas but he'll be taking his talents elsewhere and yeah when you're backing up Kelvin Banks you ain't gonna see much clock dog so I can't knock him for doing this at all and we're going to see more come to play. Thanks, CB, for hitting me up on Twitter because Nick Harris, you can follow him on Twitter at Rivals Nick, he's put out five Texas players who have entered the transfer portal. All right. Offensive linebacker Prince Deborah, safety Prince JD, Dorba. Dorba, yeah. I mean. Yeah. JD Coffey, wide receiver Troy Mary, like we said. Mm-hmm. DN, Derek Harris Jr., and then Andre. Gotcha. Okay. 
So, yeah, so the so Karich and O'Meary would be the biggest names on that list, with all due respect to those other guys. Um, but that is, uh, yeah, that's obviously big. And uh, I kind of said it joking during the break, but uh, as a fan of Texas A&M. Oh, stop it. Mr. Karich, have you ever uh, ever been to the Brazos Valley? Yeah, I mean, just maybe get a tour. And How about this? I don't know. How about this? We'll give you all a quick swap out. We'll give y'all Andre Carriage, and we'll take Evan Stewart. That sounds fair. <laughs> that sounds fair. <laughs> Write that down. Let's book it, Jimbo Sark. Let's get together and make that arrangement. Seems fair to me. I'd love that. There will need to be some additional picks <laughs> thrown into that deal. Uh, there would need to be some additional picks, Zay, thrown into that one. Uh, again, we wish all those guys the best. Find a place that works for them. We'll, we'll give Jimbo a year supply of Bijan mustard. Okay, there you go. There you go. Troy O'Meara, you're just hoping for health with him long term. And then with Andre Carrots, man, he'll find some. He'll find a spot. Hell yeah. He just needs to find a place that doesn't have a Kelvin Banks. You, you said it right. Uh, by the way, back to this whole discussion of Texas and how do you grade him out at eight and four and you know what could have been and all that. The one. Maybe the biggest crime of the season for Sark and the offensive staff is that they all didn't realize that their identity should be running the ball the minute Kelvin Banks took that guy for a tour of the Cotton Bowl and threw him into the Roughnecks. The moment that happened, the moment your freshman left tackle did that, you should have turned to each other and gone, okay, well, that's us the rest of the year. Yeah. Good or bad, do or die. If we don't win another game after today, we don't care. That's who we are. Kelvin Banks was that guy, and ultimately he's the reason that Karich is uh, going to be heading somewhere else. Every game in the Big 12 that you lost, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, TCU, was because you didn't run the ball enough, in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. single game, you didn't run the ball enough. Oh, B. John got 24 carries against Oklahoma State, 100-some yards. Majority of that came in the first half. Quentin Ewers threw way too many passes. You could give Bijan the ball to... Bring that down, Roshan Johnson the ball. I didn't think Keelan Robinson got the ball enough this year. Oh, no. At I, all. I agree. Not even close. So, not running the ball enough, do you think that's why they lost to both Bama and TCU? I I'm, thought the Bama thing. Because I thought Quigley those were a little was, more complicated than that. I, yeah, I thought Alabama was definitely more complicated. The Bijan getting 12 carries, that's unacceptable against TCU. That's a joke. That was 12. That's yeah, you're right. You're right. Joke. You're right. You're right. But, but, yeah, I think the Alabama of Quentin getting hurt which, as a head coach, you should be prepared for everything. But that really threw off everybody. And even though they still had the same effort and intensity to make it a close game, I didn't think, you know, having Hudson Card in there, him being hurt with that ankle, uh, that was that was different, too. Oh, USA scored. USA scored! Goal! USA scored! <laughs> what does my man do at the end? Oh, no, 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 no! How about that? 1-0, 39th minute? Who is this? A little header from number two. I'll give you play-by-play. Play. Header from number two. Oh, it's Pulisic. It's Pulisic. Brilliant goal. Ah, he it's took a... out the goalie, too. Brilliant goal. Plus, he might have kicked him right in the crotch. Headed him in the crotch. Pulisic yeah. scores. Yeah, you can't even celebrate because okay. you got hit in the cojones. Beautiful. USA up 1-0 in the 39th minute in the latter parts of the first Half. All right, let's get you a quick Flex 30 segment. We're going to tell you what Novasad already knows, that 99 is coming. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. 
This just ends a, I'm excited Vandergriff's playing Dripping Springs. Oh, I can't wait. This just in. Um, it is Friday night, 7 o'clock. Remember, flex pregame at 6.30. We're going to put it all across the horn signals for you, not just 101.9 and AM 1260 like all the Vandergriff games. We'll throw it on 104.9. As well, Merle and the crew will call it for you like they normally do. Only two teams, they kept Dripping Springs under 31 points all year. Vandegrift and Westlake. They found a way to beat Vandegrift. They obviously didn't beat Westlake, but they will get that rematch. Vandegrift held them down to 23, and they won on the last second field goal. Only one team held Vandegrift under 28 all year, and it was Dripping Springs. First game of the year. I can't wait to see this rematch. And one of the things we've been talking about today, Zay, is 99 for Vandegrift. The development of Damian Wimberly this year has been one of the things I'm following. Because in that first game, there was just a lot of both sides were just off in game one. We talked about it. The fatigue factor. Dudes cramping all over oh, the it's place. It's so hot in that time of September. Timing was weird. They did, Both teams didn't have the receivers they wanted. I think Drip was down like their best two, maybe three receivers. Vandegrift didn't have their top three or four. And throughout that game, Damian Wimberly had a tough time against Drip because of Reed Robinson, their left tackle, number 63. All these guys are seniors, by the way, which just makes it even better. Reed Robinson contained him. They chipped him a little bit with a running back, and they really contained Wimberly all night. But you and I have watched Wimberly develop through the year. That performance he put on at Maynard was awesome. He just started making the play of the game over and over again. And then later in the year, just kept making big plays, kept making big plays. So for you, you watched Westlake go get to Novosad. You watched Colton Vosick and those guys do it. Do you think Wimberly and the Vandegrift defense can go get Novosad and throw him off the rhythm? At times, I don't think any team is as good as that defensive line for Westlake. But I do think... Vandergrift, they're pretty damn good. If they get pressure on Austin Novosad, then that could be the game right there because if he has a clean pocket, you and I both huh. know as well as anybody. Yeah. We've seen them multiple times this year. Well, you might have been to every game since you're basically Not every game. <laughs> not every game. That's not true. Yeah, but the Baylor uh, commit, he could absolutely rip it. And we, we also know that that team that you see in week one ain't the same team you see in the fourth week of the playoffs. Both the teams had really right. good chances to scout one another because they both played at the Alamo Dome this past weekend. So you would think whoever played first, you know, was scouting after, whoever played after, scout before, whatever. Yeah. And they're going to be ready. It's going to be a hell of a game. And this is what Texas football is all about. Also, don't uh, don't forget about number 42 on that Vandegrift defense. Oliver Yendo on the other side really helps Wimberley to be just that much more dangerous because as you're worried about 99, 42's coming from the other side, that black and silver defense is going to be there. Uh, Drip's offense, it's all about the timing of it. If they can, if Novosad and those receivers have time, they're going to do whatever they want to do. I also wonder how many teams have tried to really knock the Dripping Springs receivers off their path. How many of them have really gone bump and run with them? And can you? Or are they just too good and they're going to go right by you? Let's see what Vandegrift does on uh, on defense. That's going to be a big part of that game. I uh, can't wait to check it out. It's over at Gupton. I've never been to Gupton Stadium either. I'm going to go check that place out. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful over there on Vista Ridge campus. Up there in Cedar Park. Uh, should be fun on Friday night. Also, if you are waiting for that all-flex team, stay tuned. Lots of discussions going on about how that, uh, that gets laid out. We told you to react. We told you to let us know what you think. And uh, we've gotten a lot of reaction. So the flex crew is, uh, is looking at all the details of it. 
of exactly how that all-flex team will be revealed. So stay tuned there. FLXATX.com. Go there for the schedules. If you're trying to figure out where games are, they got a nice schedule layout for you, including all the locations. Coming up at 2, let's get into some of this coaching stuff, including where Dion might end up for his next head coaching job and the Hugh Freeze story that I just can't stop giggling about every time I think about it. But up next, it's where we at in society. We'll see what Zay's got for us. Yesterday, it was some dude heating up a barbecued rib at a football game. We'll see what he's got today. Don't move. It's the horn. side two of that first Metallica album. <laughs> a lot of people didn't get this deep into the record. It's on that re-release. All right. Not heard this one. I don't know, Zay. It's a hit. It's a hit? Oh, it's too hot. Oh, too oh, 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 oh. Too hot, baby. Gotta run for shame. It's too hot. Um, is this uh cool in the gang? That's right. All right. Woo. Oh, that was we're closer. back at the cookout, baby. Come on, man. Come on. Give Chad a big lighter and some ribs. <laughs> you know what? I'll hold two lighters, and we could just we could speed the process up. Let's get those ribs going, man. Cool in the gang. Metallica, Taylor Dane, the Eagles. When I was a kid, I thought the lead singer of Cool in the Gang might have been the coolest guy on earth. He looked cool. He sounded cool. Like everything about that guy was awesome to me. Yeah. Every time I saw a video with him, I just thought, my lord, that dude has got to be. The guy, that guy has as many dates as he's looking for, whatever he needs. Yeah, it was a smooth crew. Yeah, it's some smooth crew. It's a good-looking band. Yeah. Good-looking band. Uh, I do not know the lead singer's name of Cool in the Gang. When I was a kid, I just thought his name was Cool. Because mm. that, that's how it worked. When you were a little kid, you always assumed the lead singer was the name and the rest of the band was the other thing. So I thought they were the gang. He was the cool. That, that makes was, sense. That was my interpretation. Uh, all right. So uh, a lot of stuff going on today. It continues to be a transfer portal kind of day for the Texas Longhorns. Also, you've got the U.S. soccer team. I believe we've gone to halftime now, and it is 1-0 U.S. You heard it correct. Christian Pulisic with a goal in the 38th minute, and he might have given up the family jewels to do it. He is whatever it takes. Oh, he took one uh, in the sensitive area. He was able to walk off though as the team left the pitch for the first half. So it's one nil. We'll keep you up to date on that, and uh, we're going to get into uh, where we at in society. Let's just wrap. We'll wrap all this uh, transfer stuff in here as well. Let's go. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay. You want to tell them what you got in mind? Or are we going to get this extra name out? Yeah, so Jameer Johnson, the cornerback, number 31, has entered the transfer portal. Mm. And probably the biggest transfer portal news break that we're going to have today, 
Hudson Card yep. has officially entered the transfer portal. Not a, thank you, Hudson, for everything that you've given to the University of Texas. I know 2021 was very up and down, and that Arkansas game was absolutely brutal, where that was the game that he took the keys from Hudson Card, Steve Sarkeesian, and gave it to Casey Thompson. And I don't think Hudson really recovered from that. And he had a pretty good season this year. The games that he played, I don't think we got to see the full, you know, Hudson card that we could have seen due to right. the high ankle sprain. But when he was in there, I thought he played terrific. And I thought he should have played in more games this year. Yeah, you're not the only one. There was multiple games where people were looking for maybe a li- at least a little bit, at least a drive or two of Hudson Card. Man, do I wish now that he's going to – and I think this is not the biggest shock on the face of the earth. I think people maybe thought Hudson Card was going to transfer at some point. You wish him nothing but the best. I just wish as a parting gift they could have had that Bama win to hand him. Yeah, you know, for sure. Because he had to come in, he had to fill in like that, and uh, and they fought like hell and almost got it done. But yeah, all the best to Hudson Card, man. The Lake Travis product will be moving on. He went uh, Lake Travis to the Burn Orange. Now we'll see where Hudson Card ends up in the transfer portal. If you're just jumping in, Hudson Card, Andre Carrich, and Troy O'Meary. The biggest names of the day in the transfer portal. Also joined by uh, Prince Dorba, Derek Harris, Jameer Johnson. Did I get them all? I think I did, Zay. Yes, Carriage, Dorba, DJ Harris. Yeah. Oh, GD, uh, JD Coffee. JD Coffee, yeah. I didn't say Coffee. Uh, Jameer Johnson, I mentioned that. And there you go. A lot of people uh, tweeting some of these names out. I retweeted uh, Jeff Ketchum of Orange Bloods, who we have on every week, talking about this. And uh, everybody's just trying to keep up with it at this point. So a lot of transfer portal stuff going on. All right, Zay, I see something in my Twitter DMs. Is there something I need to look at today? Yes. So, uh, oh, shout out to Jeff Halford handing us up. He says, FYI, the portal doesn't officially open for FBS players until December 5th. Right. So these are all declarations to enter. That is true. Right. These are all the guys, and in most cases, these are guys. Clarifications, I'm saying. Sorry. The, yeah, these guys are deciding to let us know on social media. Right. In a lot of cases. But yeah, Jeff's absolutely right. Because Thank you, it, Jeff. Monday, it's official. So where you'll start to see it. Mon- Monday, I guess, is when they officially need to let the team know. Let the coaches know. Uh, but, yeah, the portal does not open until Monday. That is a good point. So after the championship games, Monday, that's when it officially opens. All right. So, Chad, yeah. for where we at in society today, I feel like you should be able to relate to this. Okay. Because A&M has a rodent problem, whether it's possums. What? I don't know. Y'all got snakes at y'all at Kyle Field at times. What I don't do you know. think College like, Station is? The Amazon? <laughs> Yo, what do you think's going on over there? Multiple videos of y'all having wild, rabid animals in y'all's facilities where people have to get them out. That's an issue. That's not normal. What they have, uh, DK seen- Art might have a squirrel every once in a while. <laughs> Are you saying they got possums over there at Kyle Field? Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen have, like bear cats and. Wild animals, All stuff, right. stuff that the crocodile hunter would wrestle with. Y'all have at Kyle Field. Okay, so you, all right, so we we do you know we we do have special skills when it comes to animals and the animals of the world. So yeah, go it's ahead, a circus. It is a circus, but I don't think anything's worse than what we had at the Cleveland Buccaneers game. Okay, there was a skunk. Oh, good lord! In the stands. In the stands. Not only in the stadium, the skunk got in the stands. Dude. 
I couldn't do it. I need my money back immediately. There's three creatures I don't like dealing with in this sort of size. Raccoons, possums, and skunks. I can handle an armadillo to a degree. I recently did that this year, which I had not done before. I was able to deal with that. Um, snake that's country. Snakes we've established that I can deal with as long as I've got a long enough stick and the machete. But, uh, yeah, not a skunk. We had a skunk in the backyard one time, sprayed the dog. That's a complicated issue, man. So the skunk got the dog? Uh-huh. How, so what'd you spray the dog with? Because I always hear the tomato soup theory. You got to bathe in Campbell's it, tomato paste. Yeah, it was mainly like a soap and water. I can't remember if we used a little bit of the... I think we may have tried the tomato thing. She didn't get the direct hit, thank goodness. Okay. It tried to spray the dog, didn't get a full spray. Thank God, because the dog was a dachshund. So if it had hit the dog at all directly, that dog would have smelled like skunk for a year. But thankfully, it was a little bit of a glancing blow, and she wasn't as covered as she could have been. But that's what makes them dangerous. Like, the possums and raccoons are just kind of nasty. Possums look demonic to me. Raccoons have the claws and stuff and the teeth, and you got rabies they could be carrying. Hell no. But skunks not only can carry rabies, (laughs) but you got the whole spray thing going on. Yo, if somebody said, Zay, if you had to choose between being in a room with a skunk or Charles Manson, me and Charles might be kicking it. Wow. We might be kicking it because I am terrified of skunks. People on Spec Sex Line, let us know if you've had any skunk encounters because I'm a city boy at heart. I will move to wherever skunks aren't. Man. That's how terrified I am. I don't do that. I hate smells. Like, if anything smells bad, I can't take it. I'll lose it. I'll dry heave. It's not a good situation for me. <laughs> you just brought up a great mental image. I want everybody to imagine. If you know what Isaiah looks like, imagine it in your head. If you don't, Isaiah, please describe basic height and weight to the people if you can. Um, Let's see. Where are you right now? I look like Mark Henry during the sexual chocolate era <laughs> where he had the Hershey bar uh, up top. Let's, let, let's say that. I look like a bootleg version of that. Okay. Mark had a stunt devil, sexual chocolate All era right. specifically. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's what your boy's looking at right now. You in, in a room with Charles Manson, obviously there's going to be no weapons involved. I would pay money to see that. Because <laughs> no matter how deranged Charles Manson would be, if he decided he wanted to do something to you, I think he would fail pretty badly. I don't know, man. I would just want to know, hey, Charles, how do you get these women so easily? That's what I'm confused on. You'd get Charles Manson in a room and talk chicks with him? That would be your idea? You'd talk women? (laughs) Yeah. How do you get the ladies? The man had flocks of women with him. Yeah, he did. And then got him to do this. Yeah, he got him to do some things. But also, like, you know... What's the difference between that and pimping, in a way? Oh, man. What is it that sends one man down that road, and then another man could have met all those women and then convinced them all to, like, you know, open a bakery with him yeah. or something like that? Why didn't? Why couldn't it go that way? Let's make cupcakes. Man. Let's make muffins. But instead, very light. instead I'm going to tattoo the swastika <laughs> onto my forehead, and we're going to kill... What? What are you doing? I would see that. I'd pay to see that. I'd pay a little money to see you and Charles Manson head up. You and the skunk I apparently don't want to see, though. All right, so listen to this story on Specs text line. Okay. I've had several encounters with skunks. The main thing is to be calm and not scare them. Yeah. If you remain relatively still and let them wander off, it's never a problem. Panicking and running away will be the problem. Okay. So oftentimes they will come at you and they'll come down to your ability to remain cool and calm or you'll get sprayed. <laughs>
Yeah, that's that's so a got, yeah. It's all about be, chilling out. Gotta be careful, like a bear. And much like a like some snakes, the skunk is gonna let you know when it's about to spray. Also, it doesn't spray from its face; it turns and sprays from the backside. So you're gonna see that tail go up before the spray's coming. That's where I was able to get the dog kind of out of the situation where, again, it wasn't a direct hit. Uh, so that's something else to look for. The skunk's going to let you know. The skunk doesn't, like, look at you and all of a sudden, from nowhere, the spray, it's going to turn and give you the, you know, the fumigation from the from the caboose. Oh, you Kevin Costner, your dog? Uh, Whitney Houston? What, bodyguard? Bodyguard? A little bit. From the bullet? A little bit. Wow, look at you. Hey, my dog is getting out. I might not even claim that dog no more. That dog might have to go to the pound. Oh, man. It was, thank goodness. I'm just glad it didn't get her on a full shot because, man, we'd have never gotten that smell out. That was tough, though. And that's a short haired dog, too, but still, uh, it was, it was, it took us a little while to get that smell out. Yeah. If anything represents the Cleveland Browns more, having a skunk, the skunk in their stadium. That's rough. And it's just walking right there for you. If you haven't seen the video, uh, and Zay put this out there, I'll retweet it. But, uh, yeah, it's just chilling out right there in the section with all the fans. That is so wrong. So nasty. It's so wrong. I'm going to retweet this right now. It's coming from Ross Tucker, um, ultimately, and then Zay tweeted it out as well. Remember, Zay is at Ain't That Underscore Zay. I'm at C Hastings 1049, the station at the Horn ATX. And we are super late for this break. So let's go ahead and take it. We'll come back, talk some of the coaching stuff, including Hugh Freeze at Auburn, but also Transfer Portal Day. We got big names for the Texas Longhorns that are moving on, including Hudson Card. We'll tell you who else is in the portal or who else says they're going to be in the portal come Monday. Stay with us. It's the Horn.